0: to a new episode of Paratool. This week I'm joined by Leanne and uh, we're going to talk about uh well we're going to talk about witches and uh, mainly witches in Essex. I don't know if any of you have heard of a place called The Cage uh in Essex, but uh that's what we're going to talk about. Hello Leanne.
1: Hi Reeves, how
0: are you? I'm all right. Uh yeah, so The Cage in St is it in St Oswith in Essex? Oldswist. Like that, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot of history, and, um, this, uh, this lady that bought it, Vanessa Mitchell, she went through a lot of, um, a lot of weird stuff, didn't she? Yeah. So, yeah. I think what we might do is go back, uh, before we get into, sort of, uh, the actual story, is go back to where this place is, and, uh, where it is in England, and, uh, so, since O'swith, O'swith, I can't even say it, uh, <laughs> it was, um... It's like a medieval village. It goes back all the all those years ago, and uh, it's sort of I think it's about eighty some miles east of London to give people a sort of a picture in their mind's eye. So it's uh, in it's in the um, it's in Essex. Uh, so it's uh, a little village, uh, very picturesque place now, very quiet. People kind of, kind of go there for holidays and stuff. But back in the olden days, it was um, it was like ye oldie village with horse poo and. Very uh, sort of run-down houses and people who were a bit angry because they didn't have much. So it was a bit like that then. In these kind of villages, back in the olden days, you always had uh, one place that was like, uh, you know, the building where all the people that broke the town law would would be locked up. So this is what we're kind of talking about. Uh, And this house is one of, I think, one of seven. uh, Well, property. It's like one of seven left in England that is known as a cage. Uh, which is basically another word for a jail really it was been in use up until well not recently but it was converted into living space which is a bit interesting so part of the older building is still there and it was uh, the, the developer that bought it he sort of built onto it and built sort of some extra rooms and stuff so it could turn it into a house basically uh, so our protagonist of this story is a, a Vanessa mitchell who sort of comes on the scene and sees it uh and really sort of falls in love with the place but before that there was a host of people that lived in this place they all had sort of they didn't stay very long uh if you if you work it out if you kind of calculate it uh so it's every three years usually the building will change hands uh so that's kind of that's quite kind of a lot for uh uh, you know, a, a building. There's got to be something going on there. But other people that have lived there previously have had stuff. I mean, an old couple that lived there. They moved out because uh, they were sort of felt uneasy and would hear stuff and that. So, yeah, Vanessa, Vanessa Mitchell. What do you know about this? With this, this account. What, what's your kind of uh, uh, knowledge on it?
1: So, um, I think in 2019, I found a a YouTuber who um, is a paranormal investigator from America and he actually came over here and interviewed Vanessa and it was actually one of the first of his videos that I watched and it was a really good in-depth interview with her it's about 45 minutes long and um, yeah and I was fascinated by the case when she was you know telling all of her stories and recounting everything she she'd been through it's um yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't want to live there with my children <laughs> not for hearing the stories <laughs> that
0: she told well yeah uh some of the stuff that we're going to go over is a bit is a bit kind of like um well actually you could say oh this happened and you think well that's the sort of, that's the sort of thing that happens in films so yeah I mean uh yeah so I want to go back a little bit and and find out why this might be happening and of course being a a holding place a cage a cell whatever you'll call it that part of the building still you know, is still there you know, it's uh, as you open the front door, it's still there. Anyone can look at the pictures and see inside. It's actually it's quite nice inside. It's very oldie worldy. It's got all yeah. the kind of wooden beams, and it is a bit small, but it is very modern, reasonably modern, but still got that kind of oldie style to it. It's it looks quite nice. But they but,
1: still have the straps on the wards, apparently. Yeah, this, in the, yeah. In the holding area. Apparently, there are still straps that they use to kind of um, you know hold up the the criminals, people that had been you know chain
0: them up. Yeah, basically yeah. shackled. Yeah, they're going to be shackled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, there are. Well, apparently, apparently, there's some uh, chains that are uh, embedded in the wall, bolted into the wall, or whatever. And those are like uh, ye oldie tra- chains that uh, you know that uh, shackled some people who who uh, you know got on the wrong side of the uh, the local. I don't know. There what, weren't what, no real kind of police around back then, so I suppose they were like uh, the sheriff or whatever, the village sheriff or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway we're going to go back a little bit further into about i think about the 15th century something like that so our story revolves around the pre-witch tr- witch trials because the witch trials come a little bit later uh there were certain laws enacted after these events that sort of made witchcraft illegal and you could be put to death for it and stuff but before that if somebody uh you know in a village okay you got your you got your you got your village you got all the people that live in the village you got your um uh, you've got your sort of your butcher and you've got your, uh, you know, the the blacksmith who puts the horse shoes on. And, you know, maybe you've got uh, the baker and you've got your resident witch. So most villages had like a resident witch who uh, was somebody that would like, you know, little uh, little yee Timmy has got an upset tummy. And you take him to the witch and say, you know, Timmy's got a bit of uh, yee olde diarrhea. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you uh, make up a potion for him? and uh she would uh i don't know put some stuff some grass in a cup and spit on it or whatever and uh and go drink that and uh you'll be fine and if you know if these little mixtures and potions would help people uh the witch would be like a way of making money you know here's a here's a penny or here's a here's a a chicken leg or whatever they traded in because they weren't didn't have that much money so but yeah so that's how it kind of worked and um Unless, unless you, you got on the wrong side of uh, the witch or if the people didn't want to pay up. And this is what kind of happened. Because over time, uh, I think it was, I've got to refer to my notes here, because there is a lot of information. Over time, there were uh, I think 14 women that were imprisoned in this building. And a lot of these women were accused of being uh, uh, Witches and like you know evil witches and stuff and put in hexes and curses on people and uh one of them Ursula Kemp okay this is going to be that she's the main person of this pre-story the prequel to what uh, has happened uh, what you know in modern times and uh, she was the the local resident uh witch and she would help people and make potions for people and one day uh, a lady said my little, my child is not well can you come and have a have a look and she came round and she said a uh a, like a lim- limerick or something and uh the the kid was like i'm all right now i'm fine and uh that was great and everybody was like yay and then um they said but we're not going to pay you cuz she asked for a little bit of coin and they said no 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 sorry we haven't no nah, no nah. go on off you go crazy witch and she got a bit angry and what happened next was uh the baby of the house of this people's houses that they helped uh the family he he um he fell off the bed and broke its neck and of course they're saying uh the lady turned around uh, the mother said that was the witch she because uh, we didn't pay her she cursed us and uh, made the baby fall off the off the bed and you know baby's dead now so yeah. uh we're going to go and tell on you we're going to tell the authorities of you and accuse you of doing witch stuff and so they did she ended up in the cage with all the other witches, accused witches. She was one of only two. It all went, to you know, they went to trials and stuff. And, um, all the trials back then were like pretty quick. It was like, you know, it was in and out really well in. And if you were going to get, uh, hung or whatever, then it would all happen there. And then two people, Ursula and another lady, I think her name was, I think it was Elizabeth. They, Elizabeth Bennett, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she, um, they both got uh, all the other uh, ladies that were accused. They um they got off with either a telling off, don't be a witch anymore, or uh or if you can um uh, admit that you did witchcraft, we uh we can let you go. And it was a bit of a trick, really, because they said to Ursula, uh, Ursula, um they said, look, it. I tell you what, I'm the accuser. If you admit that you was a witch. And that you made this baby, uh, you know, have a accident and kill itself, um, and put, you know, put a curse on the family because we'll we'll let you off. And of course, you you got to get back into the mindset of people that lived all those years ago, right? You got nothing. You live in a little shack with a a sheep and a cow or whatever. You because a lot of people, I'm not, I'm I'm not taking the mic, A lot of people back then would share their homes with their animals. Because their animals were incredibly important. You know, their chickens would give them the eggs and the cows would give them the milk and the and the sheep would eventually give them lamb chops or whatever. So, you know, they'd share it with their animals and stuff. But so it was a bit of a mucky life, you know. Uh, but um, she was like, okay, I'll admit all this stuff you've just said. Uh, and they're like, oh, we lied. We lied. You're going to die now. So they, you know, they hung her with the other lady and that was that so bit of a bit of a double cross there didn't, but, didn't, didn't her own
1: son testify against yeah
0: her. it was all yeah it was a big double cross it was a big yeah. um a big double cross because yeah i mean you don't know i mean somebody could have said here's some here's some you know here's some shekels if you're gonna testify against your mum because yeah. uh, uh then that means i go to heaven because you gotta remember back then uh people they they didn't read or write and their education and i'm not saying this in a horrible way but you know if you grow up and you can't read or write and you live in a village you know a lot of people they're born in a village they live in a village and they die in a village and they don't go anywhere they might go to the next village but they don't go anywhere beyond the next village you know their world experience is kind of it's kind of limited and if you think about it if somebody says here's a few uh a few extra pennies here, and if you say this against your mum or whatever, because she's a witch, so she is not your mum; she's evil, uh, and you know, and it that happens. Uh, I'm not saying that that's what happened, but you know, we don't know. I wasn't there, but but you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, so what what what's your thoughts on uh all those days ago? What do you think? What do? You, am I onto something, or am I just talking nonsense?
1: When I was um, researching about it, yeah, they said um they the authorities got her nine-year-old son to testify against her, and he said she had four familiars. So, you know, um, a, a goat, some cats, and things like yeah. that, that were her, you know, yeah. like, you know, when it comes to witches, familiars are their kind of, you know, the people that does all the bidding for them. You know, they she sends off her cat to spy on someone or harm someone. So, yeah, he um testified against his own mother. But back then, everyone was super, super, superstitious. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, when... The idea that witches were something bad kind of came out, you know, because, like you said, you know, there used to be the women in the villages which would make the the herbs and the the lotions and the potions to help people. You know like that nowadays, you know, we don't think twice about you know putting a bit of chamomile on some sunburn, but back then that was seemed really witchy and crazy that they knew how to to help people. But another thing I um, I read was about the authorities would get these so-called witches and say and push them into water yeah say if you float it's because the water is repelling you because you've not been baptized but obviously there were lots and lots and lots of people who couldn't swim so you're, you're kind of you're kind of damned either way as a woman if you get accused of being a witch very unlikely that you're gonna make it out alive
0: oh yeah i mean imagine that okay so somebody points their finger and says leanne you're a witch right and you go oh yeah shit i'm going to take you to the field where the lake is and all of the uh all of the village is going to boo and hiss at you and we're going to put you on a chair and we're we're going to we're going to put you under the water and uh, if you uh, for like 3 4 minutes and if you die then clearly you're not a witch uh but you can't get away because we're going to tie you to that chair and then we'll all we'll be fine but unfortunately you'll be dead at the end of it it's a bit weird that isn't it it's a bit like um it's kind of like the wrong way around uh what's wrong with just going and saying look are you a witch and you say no i'm not a witch and you say okay uh prove it and then you say right well i can't do any witch stuff all right okay you're not a witch but you i don't know i mean people you say superstition was massive back then and you know people would come in uh you know people clergy and that would you know they'd say this or that and and a lot of people were very god fearing, and uh, they would like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that because uh, the vicar said don't do it, and uh, yeah. But so anyway, I've got to stop because I just go on telling stories about stuff. We've got the history; everybody knows about these witches now and what happened, and they were all put in this the building, uh, chained up, and they were all very unhappy, imprinting again, emotional imprinting on this building they would take two of them were take well they were all taken away to trial some of them got off and the others were uh ursula and was it was it elizabeth, elizabeth. uh they were they were hung and uh apparently they were uh buried in uh, on unconsecrated ground uh so that and they were buried was it north is it north south north east they buried a certain way aren't they so that anyway so yeah so our our young lady comes along and she wants a new start She's looking around for somewhere she's originally from the village. She lived there as a child now apparently, as a little bit of a backstory, she lived in an alleged apparently haunted house of her parents in the village many years previous when she was a obviously a young girl and the house that she lived in was um it had like um a servant's quarters and stuff, but the servants' quarters to the house were were no longer in use so they were kind of a locked off area apparently she tells that she used to hear people walking around people talking seeing odd stuff uh and she believed that the house had stuff going on but she was never threatened by it apparently she's not wasn't at the time of looking at um the cage uh she wasn't a very big believer in the paranormal she was like me mm, you know uh you know what ca- what can happen what's the worst that can happen so, um, yeah, she, she saw it and she thought, this is lovely. It's in the village where I grew up. Uh, it's a quiet area. It's It was, I think she bought it for like 100, 125000 hundred and twenty-five or $150,000. So, well, reasonably expensive but not that expensive considering where it is. She, she bought it and uh, she's like, yeah, I'm going to make a new transition. I'm going to start a new life. That was her plan, wasn't it? <clears throat> she When she started to move in and move all of her stuff and uh, actually move into the house uh, there was a time where she was there for on her own for a little while because she was she got a job locally at the holiday caravan park selling caravans she was doing quite well actually and um, she used to you know she had a friend as well who was looking for somewhere and she uh, let this lady a room so she had a roommate uh, someone to keep her company because she was feeling a bit lonely she was hoping that she would meet someone Uh, like a you know a guy and get together and all that stuff but and then she thought well you know my friend's here she's recover in recovery uh you know she can be like a house sitter and she had a few experiences when this lady was moving in do do you know what they were
1: i think she said um from an interview i saw with vanessa that it was literally the day she was moving stuff in she saw a black shadow Mm -hmm. and that's when she thought oh okay yeah (laughs) something's something's going on here
0: I think Vanessa was saying like let's have a nice cup of tea a celebratory cup of tea and a friend said okay I'm just gonna nip to the car and get a box of uh, stuff that I'm moving in and off she trots to the car and Vanessa's making a cup of tea and then all of a sudden Vanessa feels a bit oh a bit weird bit like somebody stood behind me and she turns around and looks at the hallway which is outside of you know leading out of the kitchen and she sees a the shape of a figure uh in a mist form, kind of. You know, kind of move across and kind of evaporate, and then she looked to the window. At her friend, you know, la la la, moving my boxes, and she's like, "No, I'm not going to tell her. I just saw that. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say nothing, actually." Which, um, in a way, some people will say, "Oh, that's a bit harsh. You're letting your friend move in who's recovering, and you got the ghost in there, and you're not telling her." Well, I think she, I think from her point of view, what she was doing was thinking, "Well, my friend." Has gone through a major sickness. She's in recovery. She doesn't need this. She doesn't need to be telling her ghost stories. And let's see where it goes and see what happens. What do you think? I mean, that's what I think.
1: Yeah, like you said, I think she, I, I think she did mention that her friend was a lot more, um, a lot more scared of yeah. the idea of the paranormal. Whereas I think, like you said, Vanessa grew up in an allegedly haunted, you know, building with her parents, and she did say she'd seen ghosts and spirits since she was a child. So it was nothing new to her so I think yeah just there's no point in worrying a friend
0: I think her attitude was it hasn't bothered us it hasn't it hasn't sort of pushed me or punched me or whatever it's just we've heard a few noises or I've I've heard a few noises and I've had a few weird feelings uh maybe I'm just settling in um but you know and I think that's what her mindset was but after a little while she'd moved in with her friend and they was in um they were in the uh you know the house chilling watching telly they had problems when after a while with electrical equipment they had a problem with the television uh the sound on the television every time they would turn the sound up uh, it would go back down or if they turn the sound down it would go back up they also had uh problems with let me have to check my notes oh yeah they had problems with uh doors slamming now this isn't a very big building it's uh what i suppose you would call a two up two down which is yeah Two large rooms downstairs and two bedrooms upstairs and uh, and a uh, uh, a bathroom. Um, and uh, they uh, they would hear these doors closing. And also, um, the they got these like old farm door latches, the little rattly latches that they lift up and down. Those latches would. The girl uh, one night complained. She said, uh, "I was asleep and I was woken up by my latch." on my bedroom door kind of rattling like someone was trying to like lift it up to open the door uh she said i don't know what if i imagined it or if i was asleepy sleepy or but i mm. did hear i think i heard it there were other things as well that they started to experience nothing This at the moment uh, under as far as i'm aware they didn't experience anything what i would call to anything to worry about yeah. so they did they did have um things like go missing didn't they they had they had stuff that would go general stuff would go missing but the weird thing was it would turn up in weird places so yeah. you would lose your keys and then your keys would be found in the kitchen drawer with all the like the cutlery and you're thinking yeah. I didn't put them there yeah so, they did. Yeah.
1: they did have a shared experience though one day in the, the living room they're watching tv and Vanessa said she just saw these Twinkly lights.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the lights. The yeah, yeah.
1: And she said it was like what what you would see in a Disney film, just these sparkly, beautiful twinkly lights. And she said, without even turning to her friend, she was like, "Can you see what I'm seeing?" And Nicole, her friend, was like, "You mean you mean the lights? Yep, yeah, I can see I can see that." And she said it was actually like it wasn't a, a negative experience. It was quite a one of the one of the nicer experiences that they had there but like you were saying about the um, the objects that would go missing and turning up was that there was one day Vanessa took, came back from work, went into the kitchen and there was a death certificate
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah
1: in the kitchen on the work surface That's and right. the death certificate belonged to the man that had previously owned the house just before her that killed himself like a year ago yeah and it you know it was just there she said she said it the paper was completely flat there were no creases it didn't look aged at all. so when Nicole came back from work she asked her where did you find the, the death certificate and Nicole was like, what do you mean?" And, you know neither of them knew where this had turned up from and she actually um, Vanessa actually spoke to the the, the ex-wife, of the the man that had hung himself, and she said nobody apart from me has his death certificate. So she does not understand how there was a death certificate there. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have been there.
0: Yeah. Um, she yeah. She found other stuff as well. She found uh, old photos and other o- odd like personal items that were seemed to be at different eras. And uh, what she thought was. Well, maybe people that have lived there, they've just dropped stuff, they've left stuff. and But personal photos is a bit weird, leaving personal photos. I never really left personal photos in a house I used to live in. But I, I think, yeah, there's... I mean, she, they were on... She did have them on display. They're like really old pictures. Yeah. But I did want to say, which I failed to say uh, earlier, uh, that uh, one of the things that we were talking about, I think we had a conversation online about this, about uh, there's a con- there's some... People say no, it's um, that's not the real building. You know, it's uh, it was it's yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been rebuilt. It's not it's not it's not a real building. Now mm-hmm. I did I looked into this a little bit because it got me thinking because it was a bit weird that the building is uh, uh, made of brick when if you think to yourself brick back then was uh, proper expensive and I'm thinking mm-hmm. well you know uh, maybe it would made, maybe it should have been made of like you know, and Ward or whatever it is, you know, the old, the old uh, waddling daub or whatever, and, a, and a, a wooden framed, most houses were made of wood and, and cowpoo and, and straw. I, I did a little bit of looking around, and apparently in, um, it can, so it continued as a jail until 1908, which is quite a long time really, isn't it, for it to be a jail. Yeah. In the 1970s, it was redeveloped, it was bought and redeveloped, no longer a jail. front of the house which was the holding cell the jail that's the main that was the building it was all sort of redeveloped and made into the house that we have today but it was also rebuilt with brick previous to that there must have been a building which was much more simpler in build and then somebody came along and said right we need to you know we need to shore this up we need to make it stronger or whatever so it was rebuilt at some point before 2004 as we're talking about deaths and stuff you know you just noted that the chap that lived there previous to Vanessa uh committed suicide and he committed suicide by uh hanging himself uh now the stairs in this building are very strange they're kind of l-shaped and they're in the middle of the house uh well, not exactly in the middle but they're kind of in a, a weird place and they lead upstairs to directly in to the like a small landing Directly in front of you is the bathroom and then left to right is a bedroom and a bedroom. So from the landing area, there's a, like an overhang. Apparently he put a rope there and strung himself. Yeah. And But there were people who previously lived in this property who were tenants who didn't stay for very long. And it got a bit of a, a name as the place where people would hire somewhere and hire it and they would break their lease, you know, would they... Have a six-month lease, and after a couple of months, they're like, "No, I'm leaving now. Keep the money. I'm off." They were experiencing something, and I say there was an old couple that lived there that ended up moving out because it was just too much. They just became it was too much for them. So Mm. there was something going on there. But anyway, so I want to I want to jump forward to the other area of the house because it is kind of relevant, and it's a a laneway that runs down the side of the house, known as uh, Coffin Alley. And it's where they used to take all the the coffins to be, uh, buried. So there's a little bit of a spooky. I mean, I don't know what how, how relevant that is to the house because it's just an alleyway that you know it's like a lane. Doesn't, next that any,
1: doesn't that alleyway lead to a church?
0: It lead, yeah. It leads to a, a burial place, but um, mm. there apparently there is um, people have been there on ghost hunts and seen phenomenon there. Apparently, uh, somebody saw uh, what they said was uh, uh, two. The ghost of uh the phantom of two men carrying a witch but uh, uh I, I, I don't know uh, i okay is that what you saw all right uh anyway so um let's have a look i want to pick up on something i'm just just i'm just scanning my notes because there are a few things here that i want to um oh yeah did you pick up on um when she mentioned that after a while they started to smell get really strange smells uh,
1: yeah, they yeah p- like a very sour smell, cigars yeah. I think
0: sickly, A sickly sour smell, which was quite yeah. nauseous And also, they could also smell, and this is kind of interesting They could also smell baking bread, like someone was cooking a loaf yeah. of bread And very heavy uh, pipe smoke mm-hmm. So, you think about it, a lot of people smoked back then And they smoked pipes and tobacco And people used to bake their own food and make their own food and if you had like a baker's in that, uh, you would smell yeah. baking bread. So yeah. that was kind of interesting that those points were were raised rather than other stuff like, oh, I could just smell, you know, horse poo or whatever, but they could smell bread. That was interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so Vanessa is in here, her friend's living with her and uh, things start to uh, get a bit weird. Are there any points that you want to uh, make as to some of the weird phenomenon that's that's been going on or has happened at the uh at the place
1: the the key one would probably be the the blood the blood that just appeared up. oh
0: mouth. yeah 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 it's a blood yeah well that would people witnessed that though didn't they
1: yeah she had two friends over very respectable people you know a sergeant major i think she said a um, um a doctor who worked specifically in cancer research and she was a i don't know the word haematologist haematologist yeah so very respectable people you know and they turned up at her home they walked through the entrance way into the kitchen she said she put the kettle on made them a cup of tea went back into the living room area and she said neil the the gentleman the sergeant major looked over and was like nessa where's that come from And they all turn to the entranceway and there's, you know, between 15 and 20 droplets of blood all over the floor. They went over to investigate. Apparently Vanessa said that Neil kind of swiped up a bit of the blood with his, you know, fingers and his his wife who works in blood was like, what are you doing? You don't do that! You've got that gloves on, you know? So both of them, or all three of them, were convinced it was blood. They started to Look around to see if there were any you know signs of you know a window being open, that an animal had come in and injured itself. you know, but there was there was nothing. And they had literally walked through that area five minutes before. there was no you know footprints walking through the blood because that was it would have ha- if, if they that blood was there, when they turn up, they would have walked through it. So the blood hadn't been disturbed at all. And um, yeah, they can't for the life of them figure
0: out how it got there so uh what you should have done uh when they said look what's that that's that's the blood on the floor he should have bent down and he should have touched it with his finger like they do in the films and then he should have licked it and gone us blood uh, it... no, <laughs> no. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: not doing that not doing that <laughs> yeah that's definitely blood yeah definitely <laughs> So, yeah, so, yeah, they saw that, but also, um, yeah, it's Vanessa uh she, I think it's Vanessa, she goes to bed one evening, it's for quite late, and she can hear uh children's voices, like children you know crying and uh you know dis- you know distressed, and she gets up thinking, you know, this is quite late at night what what's children doing, and then, of course, she can't find any reasoning for for the children for the voices. Because uh, you couldn't see anything. It was just, you know, children. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. We're, I mean, they di- I mean, if you think about it, we're talking about people who are accused of witchcraft and we had you know, over the you know, 14 witches or whatever, the 14 ladies, sorry. I've already accused them. You see, I've just called them witches. I've just accused mm-hmm. them. 14 ladies were held, accused of witchcraft, right? It was a holding place. So most probably lots of other people were held in there. And if you think about the conditions, I don't know about you, but I would be a bit uncomfortable and stressed out having to do my, you know, having a wee in front of sort of, you know, 20 people.
1: Because
0: <laughs> there's going to be no toilets and they don't get no food. Uh, so it must be horrible, you know, in a little, sp- and it's not a very big space. So Vanessa uh, meets someone. She meets a chap. Uh, his name's, uh, like, I think he uses the name Jay. He's not really uh, into ghosts or anything like that. He's like, "Ah, it's all a load of rubbish." Uh, after a little while, they you move in, uh, and they have like a a whirlwind romance. And uh, it's like she says, "Oh, we're going to get married. We're going to go to Las Vegas and have like a big Las Vegas." And then suddenly, she's thinking, "Why am I like this? Why am I being so impulsive?" You know, it's almost like she's being being taken over, sort of thing. Uh, and then she kind of comes to her senses and said no 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 I can't we can't get married I'm not in a I'm not stable enough to uh be getting married so that all kind of ended but previous to that uh she had because she was getting all these problems stuff going on she thought because I've met someone and stuff I need to check what's going on with someone so she went to the local church and uh she spoke to a uh vicar and said look I bought the place and he kind of knew about the place uh, he said will you come and visit it and just have a look round?" and and the next day he came and he had a look around, Uh, and it was completely silent there was no no weird stuff going on or anything like that and she said can you do your uh you know do your blessing and he, he kind of made a joke that you know this is just one of many properties in this road that I've done blessings in because people have complained that they've had strange things going on which I thought was interesting because in that area, if you think about it, it's not just this building. If he's been called into, I think he said four other properties in that area, in that road alone that has had stuff going on and he's blessed the houses, um, you know, maybe this isn't just isolated to just that building. But anyway, that's just me just, you know, throwing things out there. But the thing is, what is interesting that he did is some um, blessing thing and stuff. And he said, you know, feels a bit weird. I, I think there might be something here, you know, just feels a bit off. Uh, and it was all silent until they went upstairs and both of the, the hot tap and the cold tap were on full blast, turned on. Mm-hmm. And that's weird that, and of course he was like, hmm, yeah, that's a bit weird. You know, I'm off now, give me a call. Interesting story there because um, uh, sometime later, a few years later, she wanted his help again because late, I mean, I'm jumping ahead in the story, but it is relevant to this convers. you know, the conversation mm-hmm. he had at the time. She wanted to contact the priest again to say, can you, you know, it's it's all gone a bit nuts here. Can you come back and do your stuff again? And uh, he didn't work at the church anymore. He'd moved on. But uh, he was, uh, he'd also suffered uh, a mental breakdown because he had a, um, he was driving his car. I think he was driving his car and he had a, a concrete block come through, I think, come through the windscreen. And it completely, it's like something out of the omen. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and it completely messed him up, and he had to go and sort of recover and convalesce and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So he was he was out of action. But um, what I was going to say was um, going back again. I'm jumping all over the place here, but it is kind of relevant to what I'm talking about. I was going to ask you about uh, this this chap that, that she meets, he stays with it as this relationship. It she's kind of panics and think, well, you know, I'm not in a position to get married, and it all ends. But she does meet someone else. Uh, a little bit later on and uh another another guy that doesn't you know all those ghosts are nonsense but he actually witnessed some phenomenon he witnesses a um he was drinking a can of pop can of a uh, can of fizzy pop and it was on the uh, the table side where they were in you know they're in the bedroom and uh it flew apparently with force flew off the table side cabinet uh, to the wall in front of them and none neither of them were touching it and he, he was like oh that's a bit weird you know I mean, I'd be a little bit... Would you, You'd be a little bit more concerned, wouldn't you? I would.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, hearing knocks or, ta- or like, you know, bangs of something turning off or on or whatever, you can kind of... You could try and rationalise that, I think, as much as possible. You know, it's electrical fault, it's um, wiring, it's pipes or whatever. But I think physically seeing something... Lie in front of me. Yeah, I I I wouldn't be able to
0: rationalise that at all. Yeah, so I think right. So I'm going to tell you something now because I asked you this earlier and you were like what? Uh, I'm like okay, I'll save it. (laughs) So her friend, uh, she's obviously she's living with her friend. Her friend rents a room as well, so she's got a housemate. Everything's fine, you know. They got some weird stuff going on, but it's not it's not turned like it's not turned nasty or anything like that. So they're like. It's, I think it was, um, I don't know, 2006 or something. They're like, it's October. Uh, let's have, let's, let's, let's have a, let's have a party. Let's have a, uh, a, a Halloween party. So they're like, okay. Um, what are we going to do then? What kind of party? Well, we're going to have a, a, sexy witch party and we're all going to wear sexy witch outfits. Uh, Aww. and it's going to be great. Uh, so Aww. they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> sounds <laughs> fun. Uh, so they they were upstairs in the afternoon getting their sexy witch costumes on and their makeup. One's in one bedroom and one's in the other bedroom, getting their things ready. And suddenly there's like a loud like crash and bang from downstairs, and Vanessa shouts down to her friend, "You know what what what's going on? What are you doing?" And her friend comes from the other room on the land and they said, "That wasn't me." So they both gingerly walk downstairs and they can't find anything all right so they think oh well just it's like living here I don't know maybe I don't know and they kind of blow it off and carry on with their evening but here's the thing after they had their um their you know sexy witch party things started to get a bit weird because after that point for so for about the next what about the next year maybe a bit longer first of all um her friend who has a a partner with her now living with her, uh, who moved in, Uh, they decide, because her friend gets pregnant, they decide that that it's not going to be, you know, they need to get somewhere of their own. So they move out. So Vanessa's on her own, back it you know, on her own. Oh, well, her friend's gone. And she has something quite disturbing happen to her. Now, this is like one of sort of three or four really frightening things, which is, you know, I mean, hearing things, seeing a door open or whatever, yeah, okay, that's that's a bit weird. It maybe it could be explained. It's an old house, I don't know. But first thing that happens to her, which for me stood out, was she was, um, she's got the sensation, and she explains it's like a sensation, not an actual proper feeling, but a sensation of something that was biting into her ear, so something that was trying to you know bite into her ear that's a bit that's a bit creepy okay so that's sort of starting to get a little bit kind of personal uh she also um in the summer it was the summer of 2007 uh, Vanessa starts to feel a bit unwell a bit sick so she goes decides to go to the doctor and get a checkup and they sent her for uh, the scan and all that stuff and it obviously they turn around and say oh by the way you're um you're five months pregnant and she's like what i I can't have a kid in this environment but she's got no choice because she's kind of locked in she's got a mortgage and she's got bills to pay uh she's got a job and she ends up having to have the child and bring it up and it's so bad right when she has the baby because it's not a kid yet it's not grown up um it things get worse don't they she has other stuff going on So, I'm just trying to look for some of the things that happened. Oh, yeah, when she's pregnant as well, uh, before she's had the baby. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. She is, isn't she upstairs uh, in the bathroom? Yeah,
1: upstairs in the hallway, and she was. She said she was around eight months pregnant,
0: so big. Yeah, nearly ready to have a baby. Yeah, and something. Was it something pushed her or? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Kind of pushed her off balance and pushed her to the floor. Mm-hmm. She also one of the things I've, we forgot to mention is that when she was uh, downstairs one evening, uh, just in the front room, because it started getting uh, so bad that she was living in less and less of the house until she yeah. ended up just living in the only place she felt safe, which was yeah. her bedroom. Uh, But unfortunately she had to walk through the rest of the house to get to her bedroom. Mm. Now the thing is she was in the front room one evening, which is the, I think connected to the older part, what she would call the jail. She recounts seeing a figure appear, move along the wall, looking directly at her dressed in old fashioned clothes with a menacing grin on his face, looking straight at her. But she said it didn't walk because she could only see it from the waist up from the waist down. There was nothing and, uh, it glided along the edge of the wall. And then as it got to the end of the wall, it disappeared. Yeah, And that obviously was a big frightener for her. And though you know, more things started happening, she was, uh, doors were slamming really, really loud noises. She recounts that one night, uh, she was after she'd had her baby, she was very reluctant to leave her baby anywhere on its own. Yeah. She said
1: she would never, she said if she went into the kitchen, her baby would be with her. She went upstairs, the baby, she would never leave him because she was aware of how potentially dangerous
0: Yeah. Well, it it actually happened, didn't it? One evening she had to get some ironing done for work Mm -hmm. the next day. And if you can imagine, she's got all this stuff going on and she's looking after a little baby, which is needs a lot of attention uh you, you're a kind of you know you're really tired you're not getting proper sleep you're stressed out and she thinks oh I gotta iron my stuff for tomorrow for work she's I just leave my baby here for a minute on the bed it's going to be safe in here and she goes downstairs to iron her stuff and then she suddenly realizes oh no I've been to." and she goes back upstairs and something had pushed her baby off of the bed onto the floor whether it was put there or pushed but you know she didn't hear anything so, that...
1: I I I heard that when she was doing the ironing, she yeah she heard something
0: yeah
1: and went to go upstairs and she said a gentleman was stood at the top. Oh of her yeah chair.
0: yeah yes right yeah an apparition but of her. He a...
1: was he yeah. was wearing more um like new like modern clothes modern clothes yeah yeah, everyone else she had seen was old-fashioned you could tell they were from hundreds of years ago where she said this gentleman that was at the top of the stairs which was between her and her baby yeah was wearing more modern day clothing so it made me think was it the the old owner because that was around where he had taken his life
0: yeah could be let's get out there shall we let's uh throw the uh throw the gates wide open maybe there was a spiritual battle going on between the guy that committed suicide that found himself stuck in that building and uh, the the nasty jailer that hated everyone and it took a pleasure of uh beating the women or whatever and he enjoyed being horrible to people uh, and that's why he was giving her a grin and thinking you know i'm the boss here i still live here yeah. there is a there is um as uh, an account of a young boy that used to visit her uh her, her his gran apparently uh was a, a white witch and she would always cross over the road and not walk directly past the building. And she would do little spells for the child saying, if you ever go to that place, you're going to be protected. And he would, when he was older, years later, when he was older, he would visit Vanessa and you know, just stop by. He knocked
1: on the door, yeah. Yeah, he
0: knocked on the door and came in and he heard in his ear, uh, your spells don't work here, boy, or whatever. And he said it, it sounded like a man uh, talking right in my <laughs> ear. He stayed over. Uh, what happened was his granddad was uh, dying and his gran was very uh, it was all like crazy and he didn't he just wanted he to get away so he, he came to Vanessa's and he said look can I just um, can I just bunk here for a while uh, just for the night and she said yeah but you'll have to sleep in the old part on the sofa because there's no room upstairs and he's like yeah it's fine and he said that he was awoken and he felt like somebody was touching his um uh touching his face something was on his face like a spider or, or yeah. an insect or something and it and he yeah. and he opened his eyes and because he's because he was in, d- in darkness his eyes were adjusted and he saw a lady an old lady sat next to him with a brush combing his hair he he was petrified he couldn't scream or anything he couldn't move yeah. And he just led there for a few moments watching and then she just disappeared. Oh, I mean, wow. how crazy is that? That's like, yeah. whoa, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah. So by this point, Vanessa is like, you know what? I got to get rid of this place. I got to sell it. And uh, and she had it on the market. I think in total it was on the market for like 12 years. But the problem was a lot of the places that she tried to sell it to were, um, uh, you know, they they were like people are looking at it but they're not interested or they're offering silly money uh and of course she still had to by this time she, her job had gone down a hill a bit uh the you know uh, people weren't going on holiday anymore and she was finding it hard to make a uh, decent commission on her job because her job wasn't was kind of driven by commission you know and yeah. um the bills were mounting up and she thought oh, i know what i'll do uh i'm gonna you know i can't sell it so I don't want to live there because she stopped living there. She went to live with friends. Uh, I'm going to uh, turn it into a like a haunted house attraction. Uh, and she got an agent to market it as a, you know, £35 a night per person, come and stay in this house that's haunted. And yeah. um, that kind of got her out of a hole for a while so she could yeah. pay the bills. After that, she decided that I do need to sell this place. Uh, so she went with an agency that said, look, why don't you... Um, you know, if you've had all this stuff go on, just be open and say to people, look, uh, my house is, ha- this is a haunted house. There's weird stuff going on. It's on the market. If you want it, it's for sale. Uh Because before what she was trying to do was stay away from like, I think the paranormal ghost stuff. And this, you know, this agency said, look, just do that. And they dressed it up like that. And she sold it. I mean, she I think it sold for like 250000 you yeah. know but so
1: pa- apparently i heard that the person she sold it to doesn't believe in the paranormal. no they don't
0: it's no. not
1: gone to someone who is you know invested in the paranormal that's going to turn it yeah. into some like yeah
0: attraction. Um, the the um the lady the lady that bought it uh she does has no interest in the paranormal um she bought it because she wanted to uh, get out of the place where she was living and live in somewhere quiet she was, it is a quiet village mm-hmm. And yeah. um, she thought it was like a, like a just a nice little house, ideal for her. So it yeah. would be interesting, and this is only recently sold, but yeah, I, it would be interesting to see uh, if this lady that lives there, because her mindset is like, don't believe in none of this. That if anything, if anything, because I have a, I don't know about you. Uh, I'll get your thoughts on it, but. Uh, what's your thoughts on if you don't believe in something and you go into a place right and you think ah it's all a load of nonsense and you've very strong-willed about that uh even if there's stuff going on that it cannot get through to you because you're so closed off what do you think about that
1: I definitely think that's possible like when I did my um paranormal event you did find that if there was a large majority of the group who were non-believers who were kind of dragged along by their you know their girlfriends because they believe you know everyone would call them blockers because that kind of they were just like yeah they were just that energy kind of wasn't letting energy other activity happen but in this case um I think Vanessa when she moved out there were periods of times where she would have tenants yeah and they didn't stay very long. They didn't stay very long, and there was there was an interview with one of her tenants who, again, he was like, I, you know, she did say to me, "Oh, actually, it's haunted," and he's like, "No, I don't believe in it." Moved in, and he said he was brushing his teeth one day in the bathroom. Oh and yeah. He, said he, he had a push, and he was like, Yeah,
0: he got what? pushed. You know? and yeah. he
1: said, "Yeah," he said, "I'm a big guy," you know, and something properly pushed me. But um, and he's yeah, and he didn't last more than. Six months, you know. There, so, so there was, there is, you know, examples of lots of non-believers going into that house and witnessing something. And he was saying things were happening. He said it was at least every other day that something was happening. And that, in you know, in paranormal activity kind of measurements, that's that's a highly active place. You know, sometimes you can go to a building multiple times and nothing happened Yeah. But he's saying this stuff's happening daily, if not every other day. So, so yeah, would, hmm.
0: i was going to say to you, I want to hear what your thoughts are, but so the guy that lived there before Vanessa did, that um, sadly took his own life. Do you think that, uh, that maybe if he lived somewhere else, he might not have done that. Maybe he was in such a state and being tormented so much that he yeah. thought the only way out of this is to end it and, you know, then it will stop. Do you think that that might, I mean, because you think about it, um, if you're in a place, and you're, you know, you're financially shackled to it, because you've got a, you've got a, you've, you've made a commitment, you know, you're financially committed to it, and that is your home, and that's where you live, and that's where you've made your base, and then you get all this crazy stuff going on, and it doesn't feel like your home, you feel like you're the person that is the intruder, and you're being, you're experiencing all of this stuff, and at the same time, you're thinking to yourself, "Am I going a bit mental? Am Am I having some sort of mental breakdown? Is this me imagining stuff? Am I, am I having some sort of psychosis? You know, yeah. um, especially if you're someone that hasn't read anything about the paranormal or have no interest in the paranormal. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think about that? Is that a possibility? De-
1: definitely. Like if you're if you're living somewhere and you know you don't none of us know what his you know underlying mental health conditions are you know it's all speculation but just say he does have a history of suffering from his mental health and you move somewhere and like all of these things are happening yeah you're not sleeping you're not sleeping as well or eating keeping you up at night or eating yeah you're um you know there's the saying that you know ghosts and spirits drain your energy you know so there's that as well and yeah possibly there's there's You know, and I think there was actually um, a quote somewhere where Vanessa did say, just before she moved out, she was getting, like, almost like a taunt from something telling her to harm herself. Yeah, yeah. Voices and
0: feelings. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so there's, there's, there's that as well. So you, you don't know what that man had suffered up until that, that point, you know, possibly if he'd been somewhere else, you don't know, but, um. But they do say that a lot of people that live in that home have negative kind of incidents you know they get divorced they lose their jobs or they just suffer very badly with their mental health yeah. So you know it's a, it's a possibility
0: i um i think uh at the end with vanessa i mean we're coming to the end of this episode now but with to wrap up i think with um vanessa it got to a point where she wouldn't even go in the building she would at times she would just be outside and not have the not I wouldn't say the courage because it's it's not really courage it's more of a you know what are you walking into what are you going into I mean I'm uh as you say I'm I'm quite open-minded I can be also be quite skeptical about things but there are what I do like with uh phenomenon that happens in buildings is if other people experience it and those people mm-hmm. are from an outsider or they've got a different mindset they're not directly connected to uh you know the person uh in a in a direct way and so i mean they don't live with them they don't they don't spend t- every day with them if they're a friend or an acquaintance that sees them occasionally and they come into that environment and then something happens and they're like oh that was a bit weird uh mm. that that kind of adds credence to what that person the other person is yeah. experiencing and i think that with vanessa i think that one of the interesting things is when she has the the little baby and that things tend to escalate uh, as if the whatever it is is drawing energy from the little child like a battery uh, mm-hmm. which is then making the phenomenon more uh like in her face as where things were you know hearing voices and getting the feelings of uh, you know kill yourself and all that stuff uh so yeah but so regarding uh, the cage i mean there are places that, i mean we did touch on we didn't touch on which i will do now is when they you know everywhere has been called the most haunted house either in the mm-hmm. world or in england or whatever uh there yeah. was an invest well it was more of a paper a talk um on the spr um which is the paranormal investigations uh, team i think i look at his name uh john fraser i think it was he wrote he wrote a uh paper on it and he did a talk on it and he likened it to um the uh, a lot of poltergeist cases um that have been you know like enfield and stuff like that uh and also he likened it to uh, the amount of uh, attention it got was on the same level as somewhere like the, the Amityville case where you know everyone was talking about it you know or you know whatever you think about it everyone was talking about it uh also the media and also uh, you pointed out that um, before we end this episode i just wanted to say that you did point out that i think it was the daily mail did a piece on it and yeah. they published some pictures where uh one of the ladies it, clearly it's uh she's changed into a witch well i just think it was night vision uh which kind of distorted the image and it was a low quality image what yeah. what what do you think what what do you think about cuz these images that were posted I'll, I'll include the link with the podcast to the article but um it to me it just looks like low quality video and and it's night vision as well and yeah. uh it, i mean you could say the lady looks like a witch but because you have been in a situation where you have seen someone's uh, facial features change so what yeah. what wh- I, w- I would be interested to hear your thoughts on that
1: yeah so um yeah I think I've mentioned on a previous podcast I was at a, a a location you know we were hosting a paranormal event yeah and a woman in our in our group um her face changed from a woman in her thirties to an old man in his 80s 90s like she had the jowls just the scowl and everything and her face completely changed in front of my eyes and there were two people next to me my team members who also saw the same thing so that I I saw with my own eyes you know yes it was a dimly lit room you know there was a couple of torches or you know candles lit so that could be a factor in what I saw but um you know talking about the 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 footage that was in the Daily Mail, I think it was a paranormal team and it was filmed in night vision and this woman's face, it does look quite creepy. You know, her eyes are yeah. yeah. You know, she's got a weird grimace, a smile and everything. But with night vision, it's not crisp, clear quality. You know, Um, when you move, it takes a couple of, it it lags, you know, so if someone moves fast, it looks like there's a shadow behind them, but it's just where they've moved, you know? So, when she smiles, yeah, her cheeks go up and then she stops her smile, but there's still that line of where she's just previously smiled. But everyone's focusing on this woman, but they don't realize that there's a girl in front of her who looks quite young and her face is exactly the same. Dark eyes, her, her pupils are lit up, you know, reflected. Yeah, yeah. And her smile as well looks quite creepy. So I, I think it's more to do with the, the the night vision, the quality of camera and stuff more than anything
0: paranormal hmm yeah i i do uh i do feel the same uh i do think that um we we can't you can't really trust uh the media the papers or anything like that to uh put anything together that's uh worthy of reading because it's all done just for you know click on this and look at this advert uh yeah yeah. i mean i'm 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 more likely listen to people that make a you know a, a a logical YouTube video and saying this is the present I present this case. But when it comes yeah. to online newspapers, yeah, I'm a bit sort of tongue in cheek because they're all done in a, in a fashion for just to get clicks and stuff. So, yeah, I, yeah. uh, but not, it's not that's not to say that, uh, this, um, uh, the cage is, it's a fascinating, there is a book. She wrote a book, um, uh, regarding yeah. her experiences. So, uh, I've read little bits of it. Um, not all of it, uh, but it is uh, it is tempting to buy it to get all of the details. But I think that we've we've kind of spoke about the most uh, some of the most interesting points uh, on this yeah. episode. So all in all, I would say that there is a a high probability there is stuff going on in that place. Um, I it, it's like it, unfortunately, Leanne, it's a bit it's a little bit like Chingle uh, Hall and places like that. Is so when somebody else comes in that doesn't you know ghosts are a load of rubbish and they buy a building and then no one else you know that's it you don't hear nothing from it again so chingle hall is a great place because there's a lot of paranormal stuff that have gone on there and many many people have experienced stuff but new person comes in it's all a load of old you know biscuits and and that don't ring me up because you can't come and stay uh so you know i mean obviously this lady has bought a a house a home to live in and i hope she's um has a nice time there but I don't think she'll be going to the papers anytime soon saying, oh, by the way, there is a ghost there. He tried to push me on the stairs. I don't <laughs> think that'll happen. But what will be interesting is to, to see if it comes back for sale in a couple of years' That's time. That's
1: what I'm thinking, yeah. That's, yeah,
0: yeah, that will be telling. But anyway, uh, I think we've come to the end of this uh, episode. Uh, thank you for uh, joining me, Leanne. Thank you.
1: It's been
0: fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought we'd do this one because... Um, it's a bit of commonality there and it's uh it's another interesting i've never done this case before i think i i think it was on the cards to do but um i never sort of got round to it so i thought you know well, well we'll save it for when when you're back on and we'll do the do it um but um yeah so uh com if you want to uh uh and also if you want to give some feedback i'm uh would be uh very 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 pleased if you could give a uh Uh, a rating or a little bit of feedback on the uh, podcast uh, platform uh, that you listen to this, uh, these episodes on. Uh, But uh, yeah, Um, once again, Leanne, thank you very much. And uh, I'm sure you'll be back at some point with a, uh, another episode. And of course um, we have got a little bit of a, a field adventure. Uh, We're trying Mm -hmm. to put something together where we uh, do a, a little video and a little podcast somewhere and talk about it and go somewhere but um it's just a wo- it's just a question of working out the logistics at the moment but i'm sure we'll get something sorted before the end of the year uh yeah. i hope so anyway <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
0: plenty of time anyway okay so thanks very much for listening and uh see you soon